Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hey Coach Podcast. This is your host, Eric Reyes, and this is the podcast that takes a look at business concepts taken from coaching and the athletic sidelines. Once again, thanks for tuning in. To all our new listeners, welcome. Glad you can join us. For our old listeners, I'm so glad you came back again. If you haven't done so so far, can you please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast? One, it helps you get the latest podcast as soon as it comes out. Two, it moves me up in the rankings. And three, it helps other people find the show. I truly appreciate it. All right, so let's get going. Today, I have the honor of bringing you a unique and amazing person. First of all, he has and continues to serve our country in the United States Navy, but he is also a rising star in the NASCAR circuit. Today, we are speaking to Jesse Awuji. From the Los Angeles metropolitan area, Jesse Awuji always followed his passion. His first passion was football, where he excelled. He had a tremendous high school career and was recruited by a couple of universities. One of them was the United States Naval Academy. Here, Jesse competed at the top-level Division 1A college football while going through a rigorous academic schedule. After graduation in 2010, he became a United States Navy Surface Warfare Officer. While in the Navy, he started to find his love for racing. He is now the only current driver in all of NASCAR at the national level that actively serves his country as a United States military member. So please join me in my conversation with Jesse Awuji. Jesse, thank you for coming on the Hey Coach podcast. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you for having me. You have gone to a large career change, I should say. Mm -hmm. You are a NASCAR Truck Series participant, NASCAR Infinity Series participant also. But you didn't go through most NASCAR drivers starting when they're young and your parents were into NASCAR. Can you tell us a little bit about your story? Yeah, uh, de definitely different story than a lot of other drivers. Most drivers start racing when they're um, five, six, seven, eight years old, um, and then start working their way up from there. I go from go-karts to legends cars, to uh, late models, to uh, uh, ARCA series, and so on. Uh, for me, I didn't start racing until I was like 26, 27. I, I didn't really get to start in the carts. I had to basically just jump in a late model and then go from there. And uh, the reason why was because prior to racing, um, I was uh, playing football. Uh, I played football in middle school, played football in high school, uh, got recruited uh, by a few universities. And one of those was the Naval Academy. I looked at the Naval Academy as a really good opportunity to go to a great school, get a great education, and then be able to graduate and become an officer in the U.S. Navy. So took that opportunity, uh, went to the Naval Academy, got there in 2006, uh, played football there all four years, also ran track there as well. And then um, when I graduated in 2010, I uh, became an officer in the Navy. So then I basically started my next thing, which was being an officer. And uh, as an officer, I was on uh, a couple different ships for my first four years in the Navy, went on a couple different deployments, um, went all around the world, got to see a lot of cool places, do a lot of cool things. And um, when I would come back home to where I was home ported, which was uh, San Diego, I, uh, I had bought uh, a sports car. I bought a Corvette Z06, and uh, I would take it to drag strips. I would take it to road course tracks. I would do all that stuff. And um, after, after going to all these track days, 
Um, finally, one day I was like, man, I want to take this to the next level. And instead of just doing these, you know, open track days, why not try to um, become a pro driver one day? You know, why not try to compete um, in actual competition and, and race? And uh, I, I wanted to figure out how to do that. So that's what led me towards that path of wanting to race. And this passion uh, for racing didn't really click until basically I was like 26, 27 years old, <laughs> you know, way, way later in life. Whereas, you know, all those other drivers I compete against right now, they've been racing since they, you know, could pretty much talk. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. That That's so impressive. There's two things that's, that impresses me. One is, you know, your parents are from a Nigerian descent, mm-hmm. you know, and, and from coming from that and then you going to the Naval Academy, that's like, uh, you know, the, the ultimate dream of parents to, to see their, their kids come coming from another country mm-hmm. and, and becoming successful. That That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The other thing is nothing, nothing against the Naval Academy. I live 15 minutes away from West Point. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had season tickets and I probably have seen you on the field because I've had season tickets for uh, army football for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry about that <laughs> hey look when i went to the academy we beat west point all four years so i'm good <laughs> well speaking speaking of that you were there when um ken i'm sorry i forgot ken Matsololo. yeah you you were there when he paul, first paul came johnson in. yeah paul johnson and and, and coach Niamatololo. so um coach johnson was there until my end of my sophomore year uh coach Niamatololo took over uh at the end of my sophomore year yeah how was that transition uh, it was interesting. I mean, uh, Co- Co- Coach Neil Matalolo had already been there as the offensive line, one of the offensive line uh, coaches. So we already knew him. It was, so it wasn't like this new face that was coming in, but it was definitely a different style of coaching for sure. Uh, Coach Neil Matalolo is he's intense, very intense, but uh, he's very compassionate too um, for the people. He's definitely you know he cares about uh, uh, the players a lot and very compassionate. Not, not that coach Johnson didn't, but coach Johnson is more of a tough love and, um, a very hard coach. And he's a little bit more distant, you know, he, he's not <laughs> as, <laughs> but, but he does care about us a lot and definitely helped turn that program into a winning program, but he just has a different style. He's, yeah. uh, yeah, well, yeah, I, uh, I, I suffered with army for a while, <laughs> but now I got a question. How was the transition from being a, a Naval, being in the Naval Academy and that's, that strict, pretty much everything is kind of regimented mm-hmm. to going into uh, NASCAR. Did that help? Did that hinder? How no, it that? helped. It helped a lot. I mean, everything I learned at the Naval Academy, everything I've learned in the Navy, uh, at being an officer, um, serving, um, you know, managing people, leading people, uh, managing assets, uh, managing time, managing stress, all those different aspects of life. Um, I learned in a very tough environment at the Naval Academy. It's a very highly competitive environment. Everybody there is really good at what they do, whether it's school, sports, you name it. Everyone's good. Everyone's trying to compete to be the best. And then also your know, school does throw a lot of stress on you. You have a lot of credit hours. It's not like any other university. I mean, when you go to the Naval Academy, you're, you're, you're taking 18 to 22 credit hours a semester every semester while you're there. Um, the classes that, you ta- or that you're taking aren't they're not, they're not cupcake classes. I mean, everybody, no matter what major you are, everybody takes um, calculus one, calculus two, calculus three, chemistry one, chemistry two, physics one, physics two, thermodynamics, electrical engineering one, electrical engineering two. We all take all those classes, no matter what you're, even if you're an English major, even if you're a history major, you still have to take thermodynamics. Wow. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, so <laughs> it's tough. And then you add the sports aspect. I mean, sports is like a full-time job. You right. know, when you're playing college sports, especially football, uh, to be able to compete at a high level, 
Division One A football, it's like a full time job. So you're doing that, and you're doing school, and you have the military side of things, and you're also eighteen to twenty two years old. <laughs> you're not like right. you're not like you're this grown adult who's seen a lot and knows how to really you know handle things. So you're like a kid, and you're having to do this stuff. <laughs> so um, it, it's difficult, but all that stuff prepared me for anything else I wanted to do in life. Once I got through there, I figured, hey, I can do anything. Like there's nothing else that can. That, that I'm not going to be able to do in life. If I right. see something and I want to do it and I want to achieve it and I want to accomplish something, um, I can. And, and, and the Naval Academy and being in the Navy definitely helped a lot. That's awesome. That is awesome. Now, time management, as you said, is, is critical. And I guess it's still critical because you're still a Naval Reserve officer, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, so uh, I, I transitioned from active duty to the reserves in 2017. Um, as I was going through my racing journey and I was starting to work my way up the ranks, it finally came to a point where I was like, okay, if I really want to get to the, the, the top levels of NASCAR, it's going to take a lot more time. Uh, I'm going to have races that are on Fridays or Thursdays or practices that are on Thursdays or Fridays, or I have to travel to do this with sponsors and that. And you know, I, I was going to need a lot more time. Uh, and, and I couldn't let anything take away from that. So I had to figure out, you know what, um, how can I still be part of the military, but also, um, do this racing thing. And I figured, you know what, if I join, if I transition from active duty to reserves, now I'll be part-time Navy. I'll still be able to have one foot foot in the door on the military side and still do that, but also be able to still go after my goals and dreams in, in professional racing and the business world as well. So, uh, decided to transition in 2017. And, um, it's funny thing is, uh, it, it's still hard. It's not easy because uh, our drill weekends are on weekends. We race on weekends. So now there's all this clash that happens sometimes, not always, but um, it happens. And I just got to figure out my schedule and how to make it work and how to still do everything I need to do on the reserve side of things, but also still obviously race. So um, it comes with its challenges, but it's something I guess I signed up for. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Now, is there any leeway? <laughs> I, I doubt it. The Navy Reserve. Is there any kind of leeway if you do have a race that falls into the same um, time? Yeah. Crunch? No, we've been able to work it out and just make the schedule work. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about preparation. If you prepare properly, then um, you can put you can have people in place who can cover for you while you're um, having to be away. So for me, you know, my, my sailors under me, um, they're really good. They're strong. They know what to do. They know what needs to be done each weekend. So if there's particular weekends where I have a race, but um, I can't be there for one day or two or something like that, then um, they know exactly what they need, that needs to be taken care of. I set them up for success so that, you know, we're not ever lacking. And um, when you, when you set up your people in, in that, in that fashion, then, you know, the, the system runs, whether you're there or not. Right. Exactly. That's great. That's great. And I saw a video of you. Um, actually, um, you didn't have some time to get some training in and that I was at the Navy Academy or the, the Navy was able to get you a simulator. Yeah, we, um, so there was a, it was in 2021. Uh, there was a, um, I racing event, which I racing is a simulation software for racing. And, uh, they were going to do this broadcasted event where all the NASCAR cup series drivers were going to compete against each other on this platform on TV. And, uh, they had one spot, one extra spot available for a non cup series driver. I'm not in cup series yet, but, uh, they let the fans vote on who that driver was going to be. I ended up winning the fan vote um, on awesome. the four different four different events that they had. So um, did that, which was fun. It was cool. I loved it. Um, but the first one that I won, I happened to not be in town when I found out that I won. So uh, worked at the Naval Academy to find a space 
Um, they have a big campus. They do have a lot of space. So it wasn't too difficult to find a space. It was more of like, where are we going to find a simulator? So right. <laughs> my, my, uh, my agent, Matt Casto, uh, who's able to find a simulator in Virginia, um, we paid for basically a rental and, and, and we shipped it over to the Naval Academy. It was only maybe a two hour, two hour, um, two hour distance. And, uh, we got it over to the Naval Academy. The Naval Academy was nice enough to, uh, give us a space to use, to put the simulator in and Fox sports came and, you know, broadcasted the event, you know, and they, they, they had us on camera there. So it was great publicity for the Navy, uh, Naval Academy, and also, you know, iRacing and NASCAR. Well, I guess uh, logistics is always a big thing with the Navy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they can get it done. <laughs> Most definitely. Now, uh, I don't want to keep you too much because I know you have uh, a lot of things to to do. The team that you're on is it is it Emma Smith that does the team, or is that just that one series? Yeah. So, um, so our team is called Jesse Wuji Motorsports. Emmett Smith is one of our co-owners on the team. Uh, me and Emmett li- linked up, uh, really the first time we linked up was 2020. Um, one of his companies was one of the sponsors on my race car. And then from there, we started to talk about starting our own team and, um, me, Emmett, uh, and our other two, uh, owners, Matt and Mike, uh, we all kind of put our heads together on how we we're going to make this work. And, uh, you know, last year in August, uh, we, we made the announcement that we're putting together this team. And then it was a grind from there to find the people, the equipment, the resources, everything we needed, the funding, everything, the sponsorship, all that stuff to put it all together. We had not that much time, but we made it happen. And now we're racing this year in the NASCAR Xfinity series. Um, you know, the plan is to race this series and eventually expand out. Um, we have goals and dreams to eventually have a cup series team one day. Um, it doesn't happen in one second. <laughs> you gotta, right. it takes time to build and, and, and put together the right team and people and resources and infrastructure. So we're, we're grinders. Um, we know what it takes to grind and, and make things happen in life. So uh, we're going to grind and learn and, and do our best to, you know, build the right network so we can make, make it happen. Awesome. Awesome. And I tell you right now, it seems like there's a resurgence of NASCAR and racing. I mean, my daughter who never knew anything about racing, all of a sudden she's going with her friends to go watch on big screens. So yeah. it's, it's awesome. That resurgence. Yeah. Uh, how can people find out more about what you're doing and your, your, your next race and things like that? Yeah. Uh, they can follow me on social media. Just uh, go to my, uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, all the social, uh, TikTok, all, all the social media platforms, mainly Instagram, Facebook, and, and LinkedIn, but, um, go follow me on there. And also, um, on our website, Jesse Wuji Motorsports. Uh, we have, uh, we have a schedule on there too, so people can see where we're racing at. But, um, uh, if they look me up on, on social media, just type in my name. It's J E S S E. Uh, last name is Iwuji, I W U J I. Uh, look me up on social, uh, on social media, follow, like, share everything we do, comment on everything, support. Um, all that stuff really helps. Awesome. Awesome. And I got one last, last thing for you. It's fourth and goal. There's a minute left on the clock. There's no more timeouts and the game's on the line. Give us something to leave with. Or what play I would call or, or what I would tell my team. No, just what would you tell your team? Oh, what I tell my team? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I tell my team, I look them all in the eye and, and let them know, hey, life rewards those who stay strong enough, long enough. So however tired you are, whatever you're thinking right now, however stressed out you are, whatever you're feeling, you're hurting, all that stuff. Like the one who's going to win this game is one who stays strong enough, long enough. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you again. I appreciate your time. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be following you. Hopefully you get to that cup series. Yeah, we will do. We will take care. Thank you again. You too. Thank you.
I want to thank Jesse for coming on the Hey Coach podcast. I also want to thank him for serving our country. Normally, I give you three lessons that I learned from our guest, but today I just want to give you one lesson. Passion. Jesse is the epitome of passion. Passion for driving and passion for serving his country. Jesse could have finished his career in the Navy and then went on and became a NASCAR driver, but he decided to do both. He enlisted into the reserves and he is still a driver and he makes it work. You don't need to give something up to do something else that you're passionate about. I will put all of Jesse's information on our show notes. And as always, if you want to reach out to me, you can reach me at eric at heycoachreyes.com or visit my website at heycoachreyes.com. Love to hear from you. And until next time, follow your passion. Take care.